Why you bring that money to the club if you ain't throwing it? How you naked on the ground but in person you ain't showing shit? Why you go against the gang, you can't beat a nigga, join it? Ain't tapping when you got to Cali, got your ass extorted. Brand new coupe, I floored. Brand new bitch, got a heart. Brand new Glock, I adore it. Have a nigga running like Forrest. VIP, I'm very important. In the hood, I ain't never no tourist. Got the drop on the op, we door explored. Why she from the streets? Why she real legit? Why she lit? Why she start a business with your bitch? 50 bitches flew to Cabo, YG a trip. Why she think he Kanye West, he got his own Welcome everybody back to We Got Next. I know, I know, I said we'd be back next week on the last episode, and uh, surprisingly or not, we did not show up. However, it was not 40 days and 40 nights. Wedding a full 10 days and 10 nights. We are back. Just took us a little bit long. It's all right. We're coming to you on a Tuesday, a special drop. Back like we used to do in the old days where we would preview NXT. Tonight is Vengeance Day. And we got a nice little card to break down and get into. We got a few jokes to get off, a couple other things to talk about. It's a busy day in the world of pro wrestling. So I figured, why not reunite the former defending, reigning, undisputed podcast acting champions? Mr. Welton, how are you today, sir? I'm solid. And, and if you're listeners of this pod, are, are you really that surprised? Are, are like At this point, are you really surprised that we gave you a, a tease and then didn't deliver? Don't worry about that because we're going to deliver now. Like, like Jacob said, it's NXT Vengeance Day. And there is a lot to dive into as the wrestling world is on the top of its head right now, spinning around in cycles. There's so much to talk about. Yeah, they'd be more surprised if we actually showed up and dropped the episode like we promised. They would be more surprised if we gave them an episode and hit them with another episode like the very next day. It would be like unprecedented. We're talking, we're talking peak pandemic time. Oh, yeah. Ooh, definitely. But technically, to be true, no, I was going to say I did technically appear on a podcast that will be available on our stream soon. I appeared on Wrestling's Unplugged and Undeniable yesterday with the great jesse velasquez shout out to jesse a blue wire hustle alum like us in about uh 13 days uh our contract is up sir 13 days yeah i had the pleasure of listening to the episode give it a shout give it a listen a lot of great analysis in that episode and might i add that jacob and i will not be going to the same barber shop anytime soon whoa 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 hold on <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold the fuck up. Please explain. I'm just not trying to get genetic. I just, just. Okay, okay. I just, I had to check. I just had to, just had to, you know, get my haircuts elsewhere. (laughs) I would never. I put you over. (laughs) I'm just messing around. I put you over the podcast. I felt like I did a solid. (laughs) <laughs> Solid job. I put the man over in the podcast. I let my partner know that, yeah, I'm flying solo, but damn it, you're here with me in spirit. Unlike somebody <laughs> who, you know, just hopped on wrestle rapping and, and just forgot about little old me and mentioned me at the end. I kept mentioning and said throughout the whole show. But you know what? That's neither here nor there. I've yet to live this down. It's not my damn, fault. <laughs> yeah, damn, Skippy, you are not little. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have Twitter up in the background. And those that saw Raw last night saw Brock like decimate Austin Theory and um, take a selfie with Theory, which is great. Those Public Enemies podcast is one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. They call themselves Pro Wrestling's Breakfast, uh, Breakfast Club, and it's pretty accurate. They just put out a tweet. You've seen the Wayne Brothers before, right? 
Yeah. You know how at the end of the episode it's like, look up Marlon say cheese? Yeah. They put that with a photo of Brock holding up Austin for the selfie. Oh my God. That's good. Oh, they don't miss. They do not miss. Oh shit, that is great. That is great. Yeah, I see it right now. Good one. Good call. <laughs> Look up, Marlon. Say cheese. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. This open is a little wild because I'm literally looking at Twitter and somebody tweeted, and I'm going to do this in like my best stone cold voice. We have this promo to set up a ladder match with Sammy Guevara. You bring up not having a contract. You're the TNT champ, kid. No contract. I'm at home like, is this kid working, working or is this shooting? With a video, with a photo of Austin with his hands up from the Bustis Cole session. God, Twitter's old one today. Twitter's great today. It is great. It, so it's so great. I had to log off. It's just too much. I'm, I was sitting here laughing as early as uh, 7 a.m. this morning. Oh, this, this was great. Oh, and then there's news that Miro says he was promised to WrestleMania main event out of the feud with Bobby Lashley because Bobby was cucking his wife. And on that note, NXT, Vigit Day. Let's just go ahead and get into it before we go down that rabbit hole again. We got one, two, three, four, five, five matches tonight. All the gold is on the line except for the NXT women's title, which was defended last week, which, you know, we're not even going to talk about that unless you want to. I mean... I mean, the Dusty, the women's Dusty is obviously on hold. It looks like we're going to have a, uh, a Io Shirai, Kaylee Ray tag team going forward. Yep. But definitely didn't expect Kaylee Ray to pick up the win there. Didn't. So this is actually, that's actually a good way to get her off the title picture. And it's a good way to keep moving forward with the Mandy Rose title reign. Yeah, it's just like we use this whole thing of Kaylee Ray terrorizing Manny Rose and not being able to throw a bowl of spaghetti properly to lead to a match that basically just led to a vehicle to make EO and Kaylee Ray a tag team because there's no women tag teams to hold a women's Dusty Cup. So you're going to give the makeshift Kaylee Ray and EO Shirai tag team probably a deep run into the tournament. It might fuck around and win it. Might mess around and win it for sure. And like I said, uh, this is the Mandy Rose era for the women's division. I, I see her holding this belt for a good amount of time. And honestly, I think I don't I can't see anybody in this landscape of NXT 2.0 dethroning her. I think she'll end up having a one off feud with somebody from Maine because I, I see they're interacting a lot with Maine. And why not do it with the women's division? Do you, do you really want to do that to Mandy? Why not? It could, it could be somebody that's currently not not really being used. You know, it could be like it could be like a Dana Brooke who we saw just excuse me lose the twenty four seven title last night. Here's uh, my like, thing. Go ahead. I was just going to say, or maybe even Tamina, who's been chasing around the twenty four seven title. There are so many people that you can do this with if you really want to get ballsy. 
then you let Asuka come back and get some NXT run for a little bit before going back to Maine because that would actually it, – it would be great to see Asuka get that kind of respect again as opposed to just being in that second tier outside of the four, four horsewomen. See, here's my thing that I was going to say, and I'm glad you brought up Asuka. Do you really want to see somebody nerf Mandy Rose in the ring? Because most women on the main roster can go significantly better than Mandy. And it's kind of like, ah, why bother? But it's saying a lot that Mandy is significantly steps ahead of some of the women in NXT 2.0. That's because she has that main roster experience. So being in the ring with so many people on the main roster, I think you can still tell a competent story, uh, whether Mandy's still working on her craft or not. There are certain speeds she's able to work with, with people who can kind of carry a match with her without her having to kind of keep up. If that that makes sense, because somebody is a little bit slower than her. Yeah, yeah, it could work, but I just see it just looking worse, like her getting shown up because Kaylee Ray better, Dakota Kai better, Eo better, Zoe Stark better. The chick with the ass that can sing and rap and really does not need to rap in a promo again. Who used to be in Wow better um daddy's little girl not good not better core jade not better maybe on the same level so it's gonna be interesting what you do with mandy because eventually she gotta step between the ropes and wrestle Mm -hmm. that's just my whole thing this is what they wanted to do with eva marie so this is effectively better because even marie can't do anything inside the squared circle um really that effectively to where you believe it or sell it like mandy rose is better in that aspect so i I would say effectively it's working all right it's getting the job done enough Yeah, so. it, it's working. I can't I can't hate on it. Can't hate on it too much. All right, so here we go. Vengeance Day. Let's start with let's start with the men's dusty classic final. Creed Brothers of the Diamond Mine going up against MSK. Whew. This is tough. This is tough. Because I feel like the Dusty Cup has been kind of it's kind of destined for the Creed brothers to win. And if we're really being honest, MSK has only had one loss effectively in tag team action. That's versus Imperium for the titles. Now, the issue I have with this, because we know that we're doing the whole Diamond Mine versus Imperium thing. It's supposed to be a really big deal. It's supposed to it's supposed to hit. That's not done yet. And I wouldn't be upset if the Creed brothers win because it's obviously going to help the tag team division. If you are a listener of We Got Next or a listener of Believe in NXT, you know how hard I've been on the tag team division for the past two years. Mm-hmm. We finally got teams. But I like long-term storytelling. And... I don't know why we did all of those different 
vignettes of them being on scooters and all that to meet the shaman ultimately to get the shaman to come back to nxt to do all that stuff in msk for over those several weeks if they don't reach the top of the mountain again i i feel like that would be so purposeless if they did that unless you're gonna shoot them up to maine so this is a toss-up I'm going to say Creed Brothers just because I think we're really moving into 2.0 land with a lot of different things, but don't like that for MSK and pretty much the wasting of time and them going to find themselves ultimately to not get back to the promised land and, and reach the top of the mountain. Hmm. <sighs> See, everything in me says diamond mine to keep the imperium feud going so that says that msk wins you know why because imperium's gonna run through cost the creed brothers to match so they don't have to see them msk takes advantage they win the whole shaman bit pays off they get that tag title match i'm assuming they drag it out till stand and deliver maybe not maybe they do it sooner and Creed Brothers screw. Nope, they're going to do it sooner. Creed Brothers lose this. MSK gets the tag title match in like two weeks. Creed Brothers comes back, screws, tries to screw Imperium, unintentionally screws MSK. Imperium wins. You're right to MSK. You're right to Imperium and Creed Brothers. Right back to it. You just take a little detour. When you take a detour, you can have a be a three way tag. Those are always, those are always pretty exciting. Yeah, we could do that too. Because my thing is, you put too much in on the whole Creed Brothers, Diamond Mine, Imperium to just not pay it off. But you also, like you said, put way too much in on MSK and the shaman, Matt Riddle, who was supposed to be Jeff Hardy, if you believe the reports. You kind of put yourself into a corner. You should have just let the two Africans win with the one that has the hard on for Manny Rose. That would at least been entertaining. No, we can't. We can't keep doing that. No, I'm glad they they cut the cord there. Oh come on, that's perfectly cringe worthy. And it's Vengeance Day. It's the day after Valentine. You got Broken Heart in the logo. They could have won it. He could have shot a shot at Mandy, and she could have shot him down. It would have been perfect. Come on, man. You don't think we got enough? Anti-Black History Month happening through these first 15 days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Snoop Dogg just crip walked on national TV, smoked a joint before he went on stage and threw up the seeds. We, we could take a hit or two. Yeah, we got like uh, like a couple W's out of a handful of L's <laughs> in these past couple weeks. Yeah, yeah, we did. But, you know, yeah, could be worse. I didn't want to think about what worse could be because it's pretty damn bad. <laughs> it's pretty damn bad. And if you're not, if you don't follow social media and the trends and all this things going on, just do your research. But it, it's been pretty bad. It's been pretty damn bad. But you got MSK. I got Creed Brothers. Let's see how it plays out. Um, let's get this one out of the way because uh, it's not much for me to talk about. I know you talked about it a little bit on the pod. Uh, with Jesse, you got Pete Dunn and Tony D'Angelo in a weaponized steel cage match. So this is a big 
blow off here, which is weird because I didn't think these guys would fight again. I thought Pete Dunne was destined in the main roster. Him and a select few others have been working main event for the past month. And I thought they were fully going to go with Tony D. Um, full NXT 2.0. These guys won war games. You're choosing them. But now Pete Dunne's back. They still got smoke with each other. And now they're in a cage. I don't, I don't know if I trust them to book this for Pete because I don't know. Who was the guy that we looked at for a number of years and like a number of months or years? It's like, why haven't they just gave him the ball yet? Well, I know it was somebody, but for, for me, it's always been Pete Dunn. It's like, why hasn't he been champion yet? He's kind of in that weird space that that Kyle O'Reilly was in. It's like. Nah, he's not quite that bad of a space, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's like. Oh, you can be the guy you're doing the baddest man and NXT moniker. Don't quite want to use you on the main roster just yet, but we want to pilot you. And we've already let the young buck go over you once. So, I mean, they can do that again. I'm not a Tony D guy. Don't, don't empathize with the gimmick whatsoever. Uh, don't really care for his work rate in the ring, but I'm going to just, I'm going to go with my heart here and I'm going to pick Pete Dunn because he came back down for a reason. So you got to have some type of plan. This is supposed to be a revenge angle, revenge match. And this would technically put them what? One, one. Uh, no, it's one, it's one, one right now. If you're going by the math that you use with Chapa and Braun, where you count war games, it's 1-1. One, one. Okay. No, 2 No, actually, yeah, no, it's 2-0 because uh, Tony won the crowbar on the pole match, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They put him over there, him already, so I figured, like, it was done after that. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with this. <sighs> it's... um. They need to just go ahead and either shit or get off the pot with Pete Dunne at this point. They really send do. His, send you his can... ass back to Europe. Send him to the main roster. Give him the belt. Do something decisive and get it over with. Can you can you can you imagine or believe that there are actually a handful of people that actually want to go over to NXT UK now? And I don't know if that's just because of some of it's probably um, they're from Europe, obviously. But the style of wrestling, I know Finn Balor has been campaigning to go to NXT UK. I know Cesaro over there would be money. It would actually be worth his time. I kind of hope they end up doing that at some point. Yeah, I don't know how they haven't given Cesaro an extended run over there because literally every time he's shown up, he's gotten cheered and it's been nothing but bangers. Yeah. And I still need footage from the most recent European tour where him and Walter, because I ain't going to call him Gunter, his mama named him Walter, damn it, I'm going to call him Walter. I know there's footage of them trading chops. I know there's footage. Somebody tweeted. Somebody got it, and somebody being stingy by not putting into the Twitterverse. Like, have a heart, because this, this it's not cool. It's been months, not a leak, not nothing. I don't give a damn if you were in a nosebleed. Let that bitch fly. 
yes, I will take my time to watch this completely on my phone on Twitter. Uh, if, it, if you put it out, I will watch the entire thing. All right. All right. Come on. Give us what we want. So Pete Dunn, like I said, a shitter get out the pot. I think this is the nail in the Pete Dunn coffin finally. I think this is what gets Pete Dunn off to the main roster. And for my sake, I hope that they, wherever they send Pete Dunn, that he's thrown right into like the mid card, like IC title, US title with significance and importance. Like just don't let him linger wherever you send him. Yeah, that's pretty much what it has to be. So D'Angelo finds some way to cheat and win this match, which I know is weird. Cheating in a steel cage with weapons on it, but it's pro wrestling. So I got Pete. You got D'Angelo. Yeah, I got the Italian man that runs a business and, you know. Yeah, I mean. Stuff. It'd be best if they this is the, the last time they feud with each other so y'all can go off and do separate things. There's I know um D'Angelo has kind of looked uh towards the North American championship as well. So gotta gotta start letting these NXT 2.0 guys mix up with each other a little bit more. Right. He was in contention. He had the contenders match with um Cameron Grimes, lost it. So, yeah, why not just go ahead, get this over with Pete Dunn, take the win, and then see the winner of Grimes and uh, Mello, which, you know, we might as well talk about right now while we at it. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it. Now, real quick, I know I'm not the only one that loved this, but I need to see more barbershop talk with, with Trick and Mello. Uh, that was, like, the perfect we- way to, to flesh out more, like, their character development. Thought you were going to say we need to see more um, Illa J. I mean, they brought up Ali J in the... In the uh, Ali J, Illa J. And then the barbershop. Say it right, Jacob. Ali J. <laughs> Put some respect on our name. Um, no, nah, I thought that was dope. It's something that we haven't seen or something I haven't seen in NXT, at least. Just doing barbershop talking to Fresh Cut before um, the title events. I like that. Now... We've talked about this feud at length before, and I said I was nervous about this feud because, quote-unquote, Cameron Grimes is long overdue for a title. Somebody who went from sheer, and I mean sheer go-away heat. I can't, I'm trying to think of who on the main roster right now is like completely get the fuck off my TV. Cameron Grimes had that in the very beginning and has became a lovable character over the past year and a half, two years. Completely complete uh, 180. Complete transition. So usually when you have those type of characters, you've got to give them a title run. But Mello is arguably the hottest act in NXT 2.0. You can already look at WrestleMania in Los Angeles next year and say, yeah, Hayes is going to be on the card. Absolutely. 100%. That's how you feel. Yeah, 100%. 100% on the card. Now, do you want Cameron Case to – sorry, do you want Cameron Grimes to the throne mellow? Because I don't even know if this is the right 
season for Melo to even jump to competing for the NXT world title. So, but eventually you got to let Cameron Grimes be the brand. Eventually you do. So that's why this one's tough. But I'm going to say that this feud lasts a little bit longer uh, and Melo gets the win with some type of help or distraction from Trick. Because if you've noticed, a lot of Melo's wins have been clean. Yeah, he hadn't had to use Trick too much, which is interesting. Yeah, for a heel, it's like, nah, he's getting the job done all on his own, clean. So here's how I see it. You're kind of stuck in a rock and a hard place, honestly. Because you have Cameron Grimes, who, like you said, damn, he, he has earned a title run. He deserves a title run. So, you know, this be a good time to um give him that title run. Because I'm not counting the million-dollar title. It was great. That was a great feud. It's just... Kevin Grimes has proven that, hey, I'm that person. I can carry this. Let's let it go. But I'm the A champ. Melo is money. Melo don't miss. You can't take the belt off of this man. He just unified that in a cruiserweight title, like, what, a month ago? Yeah, that was at day one. Like, you can't pull the belt off of him. So you got to put yourself between a rock and a hard place. I feel out, I feel like Melo retains. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Melo retains thanks to shenanigans. Not from Trick, though. But for the man with a thousand and one lives, the mad barber himself, Duke motherfucking Hudson. In mm. one of those, I can't get over this. You don't deserve this moment type moments. So we couldn't go an episode without mentioning Duke Hudson, and I honestly, um, wow, um, I was going to hold this off to bring him up for one of our other matches because I feel like he's going to be the cause and the split of Indian uh, per. Because they're teasing that right now. That would honestly. <sighs> this should be the match of the night. Between oh, Grimes and, and Carmelo. Honestly. And wow. Like I, I'm doing a 180 as well by saying that Cameron Grimes could actually work. Because there was a period of time where I was like, this man got one move. I tried to tell you he could work. So, yeah, it should be match of the night. If it ends like that, that would be very disappointing because obviously uh, Duke Hudson has some beef with some other guys, namely Dante Chen. But I can totally see that happening. Make no mistake about it, though. Cat, or Carmelo Hayes is leaving Vengeance Day with the title. He will not lose the title on this occasion. It's not time. And every bit of him saying he's the A champion has been on brand this entire time. Exactly. You can't pull 
the belt off of the man who's been running around saying he's a champ for the past three months. And also, if we just being honest, he's the best damn thing going in NXT 2.0. Possibly so. I mean, let's just let's be serious. Let's think about it. Since the hard reboot, what has been a better bright spot on NXT? As far as in-ring action, yeah, it's it's absolutely Carmelo Hayes. There's some other things that I like about 2.0, namely uh, Wendy Chu. I love love the character, love the in-ring work for Wendy Chu. There, there's there's a few bright spots. If you're talking about just straight up work rate in ring, Hayes is a class above everyone else, and he kind of gives you that same kind of gives you that same feeling of the old NXT, the way the matches used to be. Now that may not be very fair because Melo has been here since before we technically hard reset, breakout tournament winner. Yeah, but it is. But... What it is. And he had a banger with Cole, but it wasn't like he was really being pushed per se, you know. But still, he, he knew how to work the, the previous style. So I mean, but I mean it it is what it is, you know. He could work a brown paper bag style. Like, is there I don't think there's really anything he can't do. You could put him in there with Kushida and you go Japanese strong style. You could put him in there with Mendoza or Wild and go full luchador. Good, absolutely good. Because again, Mello don't miss. Does not miss. So we both got Mello. We brought up Duke Hudson, and like I said, the NXT Women's Tag Team Titles. I'm just gonna go with Toxic Attraction, just because I think the tea leaves are already falling off for the tag team of Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada because. While Indy is still married to Dexter Loomis, Parada has this, this crush on Duke Hudson, but Duke Hudson is trolling from whatever past friendship relationship we had with Hartwell. They're both Australian, if you didn't know. So Parada's jealousy is going to pretty much do them in for their tag team. And I don't even know if you can really do that yet because you still don't have tag teams. But for purposes of this match, some type of miscommunication is going to happen between the two, and they're not going to become women's tag team champions. Like, we're really, uh, you know, it's funny, like, we're really in the era of toxic attraction just getting a lengthy run just because. <laughs> like, just because, like, that's no other reason why. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because, like you said, they're they're getting it simply because what else do you have in NXT right now? If you don't want to go back to EO, you don't want to go back to Raquel, you don't want to give Dakota the ball for whatever reason. Zoe Stark is out with a torn ACL. You cut Ember Moon. You sent Shotzi to SmackDown, and ain't shit happened after like the first week or two. 
Um, you burnt Tony Storm out when you sent her up to the main roster. What 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 do you have left? Matter of fact, let's just look at the NXT time roster. Out. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get this off because you need to hear this too. Oh god. Um <laughs> Twitter's been on a roll today, right? Um yep. <laughs> another Brandy Rose tweet. You're the EST. Well, I'm the black S bitch. <laughs> God damn. Oh my God. <laughs> God. I need to log off. I need to log oh off. My oh my God. God. Why is like all day? Oh my god! I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast with this, but that. Mm. You know the sad thing about all these tweets. We could really see her saying this shit. (laughs) Right. That's that's the sad thing is there's there's some truth to all the the laughter. You know, like these can be real segments that are that that get written. You know. Oh, you the EST? I'm the black. You know what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Where were we? We're on the uh, women's NXT tag team titles. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was finna go through the roster because we're trying to figure out how toxic attraction is just getting the ball when there's nothing there because this is the current women's side of the NXT roster. As soon as my page loads, come on, WWE, get your website and get it shit together. Pretty much nothing's going to happen until we actually get the Dusty Cup to take place. Yo, real quick. The NXT roster has a listed total of 19 superstars. Hmm. You ready for this? I'm going to go through all of them. Andre Chase, Braun Breaker, Cameron Grimes, Carmelo Hayes, Dakota Kai, Dexter Loomis, Eel Shirai, Grayson Waller, Wild, Kushida, L.A. Knight, Mandy Rose, Pete Dunn, Raquel Gonzalez, Mendoza, Champa, Robert Stone. Now, there's also a couple of names that are pretty interesting here. First one, Noam Dar is listed as a NXT. When I could have swore he was still over in UK doing his quality talk show and giving out bangers over there. That is interesting. Now, here's the other name, which tells me they ain't update this shit in a while because I don't see um seven foot oaf um in a suit with Robert Stone. Um what you call it's best friend O'Reilly's Ron best Wagner. friend yep thank you he's well, not like I, I looked at the roster I think last week and I know there were some like notable names mentioning like namely like I know last time we did the pod Nina Sky wasn't on there um get out only 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 one half of Nina Sky was on there but I don't think they are updating it routinely 
You want to know how I know they're not updating it routinely? You know who the 19th name is on the roster? Who? Johnny freaking wrestling. Yeah, he big gone. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to need WD get this shit together, basically. All right, let me just see. Yeah, they got Kane listed as an active roster on, active wrestler on SmackDown. Yeah, the whole rosters aren't here. They got Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, Toxic Attraction is literally the benefactors of there ain't nobody around, so let's give them the belts, let them run with it. So you think that Duke Hudson might play a factor, but just for the sake of you need tag teams for the women's Dusty Cup, you think it doesn't happen tonight. Like, they find a way. They get distracted, but they get past it, but they still lose, right? They get distracted and lose. I think they have a good showing, but maybe Duke Hudson comes to the ring to show support, and he shows support to Indy over Persia, and Persia gets gets in her feelings and it causes a distraction. They, they lose. They argue about it after the match. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go top subtraction wins because all three got to lose the belts at the same, in the same night. Yeah, I don't like, think you can like, deal with having like them not all be in a position of strength because that's that's how they were built. Right, because oh well, Mandy could hold the belt without the other two, but the other two can't have the belt without Mandy. True. So Toxic Attraction finds a way to win. This should be a better match than we think it's going to be. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I can see that. Like it's going to be deceptively good. And then main event time? Main event time. So far, I don't think we have any titles changing hands. Uh, Nope. Mellow retains. GG. Retains. Yep. Those are only two title matches so far. Oh, yeah. The tag titles aren't on the line tonight. That's interesting. But yeah, I'm sure we'll see Imperium show up. So, main event time Braun Breaker versus El Hijo de Fantasma. You don't bring up the old name. So, like, the, the crazy thing, and this is why this match is going to be a little interesting to pick, because I, I sat on my couch last week watching the show, and out of nowhere, Dolph Ziggler music hits. And I think to myself, damn it, this motherfucker got it right again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how the hell, like, how the fuck he pulled this one off? Like, I, I, was, I was dumbfounded, literally dumbfounded because and and through through some research research i saw that there was some there might have been some banter on twitter i know Braun breaker said something to doff on 
uh, Twitter after you got eliminated by Bad Bunny. I don't know if you saw that beforehand, but I was literally like, "No, nah, I really wow. didn't." Okay, so you didn't even know about that. I, I don't know if it, either one was on the bump or something like that. But the fact that Dolph Ziggler like legit showed up, I was literally like, "Oh hell!" Like that, like Jacob need to take me to Vegas or some shit because like this this is getting out of hand. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Like, what else can this man predict? So. This match is a little bit, I don't know. I feel like this match is a wash, and it's a it's no fair to Santos Escobar because he legitimately should be the face of the brand at some point. Like he has to have a title run at some point. No, if you saw Raw last night, but Ciampa was doing commentary while Ziggler was wrestling. They're probably going to have a one-off match at some point. Maybe it's Ciampa's way of showing he belongs in the main roster to work with a vet like Dolph. But Dolph has already set his intentions on NXT Championship, held by Braun Breaker. I feel like it's the Santos' time to finally hover around the title, and obviously you have gold with Legato del Fantasma, so you don't want to lose that allure that they have as a group, because we saw what you guys did to Hit Row, and honestly, Hit Row could still be cooking in this version of NXT if they were still around. So I'm going to say Braun retains. But I feel like this is gonna I feel like this is gonna be a non-finish of a match in some way or form. Because you, you gotta keep Santos looking strong. So maybe he gets disqualified and you don't you don't pull the title off Braun so fast. Yeah, so one, the line is still tapped, clearly. Two, we'll find out if my line is tapped in Jacksonville as well. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, go check out the episode of Wrestling's Unplugged and Undeniable with Jesse Velasquez that I popped up on. Had a few interesting takes to get off. And three, uh, you're right. This is um, definitely where Escobar should win. He deserves a shot with the ball, a chance to run with it. He has everything you want in a star. He's a established vet. You can tap into the Latin American community, the Mexican community. I just, you put all your eggs in the Braun Breaker basket. They did. Like first match, day one, night one, rebrand, Braun Breaker over LA night. And then you hot shot him into the feud with Ciampa. Loses the first one, picks up the win in war games, and then gets him to tap out to the Steiner recliner at New Year's Evil. So, yeah, but he ain't done shit since, really. And the fact that he has Ciampa playing this, like, frenemy mentor thing, and he's running around with Ciampa, dealing with Escobar, he's surrounded by bets. And now you add Dolph Ziggler to the equation, it's like, yeah, we may have... It's the amending of we kind of rushed just a little bit, but let's kind of course correct it, give him a little seasoning, slow him down a little bit, and just uh, you know, maybe it'll work out. But um, I'm gonna go. Chomp, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. Escobar wins by disqualification. 
Interesting. Okay. I feel like Dolph is going to show up. And since Dolph is such a petty asshole, he'll probably go to super kick Braun, stop, look at Braun, flip him off or say something, and then drop Santos. Because you got to remember, Santos made a couple comments during that sit down. It was basically like, what the hell are you doing here? Right. Like, this is sitting about you right now. Go back to where you came from. It'd be an interesting uh, tug of war for the title going forward with those four superstars, honestly. Get some good matches out of it. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing. It's like you'll definitely get some bangers out of it. And it adds more depth at the top. And it, at the, in the end of it, the hope is you make Braun Breaker more viable as a champion. Yeah, so you give your young pup some seasoning, make them look good. But I think we can both agree that the the title reign to this point has been very lackluster, which is why your mid-card title is overshadowing your main event picture. No, his title run has been forgettable forgettable like if he didn't walk around with the belt on his shoulder i honestly would forget that he's champ very true it's like the moments that he's providing as champion are just few and far between and yeah like you said they hot shot him to the top and they may have rushed it like they wanted to do the hard reset and have everything brand new and sometimes you got to build that like you can't show up on on day one of the rebrand and just switch everything. You got to let characters develop and let fans grow with the characters on their journey. Yeah. Give them some time. Let them, let them get their seasoning, get their feet underneath them, and then maybe they'll be something. But if you rush them to the moon, the only place for you to go is crashing down. Yeah. And Breaker going to be here for a long time. So it I, I don't feel like he'll I don't feel like he'll hit rock bottom cuz he he has a, a pretty big fan club of superstars in the main roster singing his praises, but obviously got to got to get some seasoning in there too. But like you like you said, you called it. Whenever you need somebody to put on a banger of a match, and help somebody develop, call good old Dolph. Hey, man. you. There's two ways you can look at Dolph Ziggler. You can say he's underutilized, he's a bust, he's just there floating by, or you can go, hey, he is a sure hand where when you need one, Dolph, what you doing? Oh, you ain't doing that. You in the mid-card. Come slide down here real quick. And I'm and telling it works. You, That's the crazy thing. It works. <laughs> Dolph, that jacket, those skinny jeans, and those damn Converse go get over. It gonna work. And the crazy thing is, it's like, 
he was running off his accolades last week. He has a lot of titles on his hands. And I believe if he were to ever capture NXT title, only other person that's done that is Seth Rollins. Um, Big E? Uh, has Big E been a United States champion? Ooh, you're right. You're right. Seth's been a world, I'm sorry, Dolph's been a world champ, never held the WWE title. Because I was thinking um, Finn, but I think there's titles. Like Finn hasn't been a tag team champion, I don't think. Nope. Yeah, if that's comfortable, I think Dolph would be in some, some rare company. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. So let's just recap this real quick. We'll go back from the bottom. First one went through Creed Brothers, MSK. I got MSK, you got Creed Brothers, correct? Correct. Pete Dunn versus the Italian guy that runs a bo- runs a family business that might be a mob boss, whatever, whatever. I got the Italian, you got the Bruiserweight. That is correct. Toxic Attraction in the form of Gigi and JC against Indian Persia. I got Toxic Attraction. You do as well? Yeah, I also have Toxic Attraction. You got the eight champ, Mr. Mellow Don't Miss against Mr. Cameron to the Moon Grimes and probably the match of the night. I got Mellow. You have Mellow as well? I have Mellow as well. I will wear my Cameron Grimes shirt during this match. Oh, Cameron Grimes shirt, you say. Uh, the one that you're supposed to be wearing to take a TikTok, that one? Wait, wait. Now, now we're adding extras. Now we're adding. There, there no, was never a TikTok no, discussion. There was a bet about said, you doing a TikTok. So. I, the, the shirt was not part of the TikTok. I said that I would wear the shirt on our first visual pod, and I, and I, and I will stand by that. I did not say I will make a TikTok in the shirt. <laughs> you said you would create a TikTok, do some dance, and we have yet to see the TikTok or the dancer. The dance. Wow. So TikTok is a dancing app. I never said I would dance. There's all types of TikToks you can do. Sir, let me, can, I, can I get a new phone before I venture into TikTok? <laughs> can I get a new phone? Like, I literally have a 2015 model phone. So let me get a new phone. Let me go purchase a new iPhone this weekend or next, before the end of the month for sure. And I will vow to learn TikTok. I vow to. I have nothing but time on my hands. Like we've heard this before, but sure, yeah. <laughs> it's coming soon. Coming soon. Only thing holding me back is my lack of technology. Okay. Right. I'm in well, that well. I'm in that tweener stage of like I'm young, but I'm also an old head. Okay. I embrace well, uh, I embrace both sides. Well, I'll allow it this time. No, we both got Haze. And for the World Championship, NXT Championship, Santos and Breaker, I think we're both calling a non-finish. Yeah, it's going to be some kind of dusty finish. It's going to involve Dolphin Ciampa as well. And yeah, either way, Braun Breaker still leaves as NXT champion. Right. 
that's that's just what doesn't happen. We might end up having a fatal four way down the road where we're honestly we might see Braun Breaker go ape shit, kind of like Karen Cross did in that fatal five way. It might be one of those things that gets Breaker over the over the hump. Man, that five way was a banger, and that was another chance where you could have put the butt on Pete Dunn. That was the biggest chance. Instead, you I think you had Pete Dunn take the pin. He ate the pin in that match. Yeah, but, you know, what do we know? So that's Vengeance Day. That's our coverage. Before we get up out of here, we got to talk the news because every other podcast, every other Twitter finger in the world is talking about the news that Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes have now departed from WWE. And it's already being discussed that he is in communication with WWE officials about a return. Do you feel like this is plausible or do we see the Cody Cody Rhodes world tour that we saw a few years ago where he just bounces from every company. So real quick, because I'm going to be a dick for a moment. How do you depart from WWE and then have a discussion with WWE officials about a return? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how, but because that's what you just said, but I I know what you meant. He departed from AEW. Wait, I said, I said, okay. So I, I didn't say AEW. No, you said WWE, sir. I hate to do it to you, but you did. Oh wow! So I said it too fast. So I let's let's retract there. Cody Rhodes departed from AEW officially. The news is out. He's officially could not come to terms on a new contract. AEW. He's officially gone. WWE officials have been in contact with him. As a result, we know how strained the relationship was when he left WWE. We know there's pretty much a was a burned bridge there. But like Ted would say, everybody got a price. Everybody has a price, and maybe that checkbook is looking to have a lot of zeros. We look at this. Is this going to be positive for him or no? It honestly depends because, like we kind of talked about before we hit record, you don't want to come back. It's Mania season. You get that one banger for Mania, and then you know where you're going, Cody? Back to the mid card, buddy. Or better yet, you know where you're going, Cody? Hello, Stardust, my old friend. Can you imagine the fuck you and the giant middle finger that Vince and company would give to Cody? Be like, all right, let's work with the Stardust gimmick for a few months. I like Stardust. I'm in a minority there. Oh, I did too, but I'm just saying. Think about it. So I I talk about this earlier. I feel like it's a work. I'm still convinced it's a work. Despite all the reports, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, hey, I'm wrong. But Cody comes back as the American Nightmare. How does Cody Hurst Hemsley fit into the WWE system now? You know what? I just got the perfect idea. And you're going to hate me that I'm going to say it on this mic. Cody Rhodes does not sign or he signs with WWE, but he does not appear on TV until Mania, right? Okay. He appears after the main event of Night 2 of Mania. And you know what he does? He drops the Tribal Chief and he holds up the belt. And that is how Mania goes off the air. You can do something like that, but I feel like it's more likely 
everybody's throwing the name Seth Rollins around and I'll explain that in a minute, but I think it's more likely that, and I don't know the health situation right now, but you can run a match with Cody and Brandy versus Trips and Steph or even Miz and Maurice, something like that, because obviously Cody has taken subtle jabs at Triple H on AEW programming from his entrance to smashing the throne, things like that. I've even had somebody uh, there. There was a tweet I saw that they they're they're really pushing for the Seth Rollins match because the character that Seth Rollins has. After we just saw the troll job that he gave Roman, Seth Rollins dressing up in complete Stardust character <laughs> and coming out at WrestleMania and smashing a throne, like that that would be kind of that would be great if that were to happen. So there's a number of ways you can go. But I think the biggest fear factor is, yes, you have your mania moment. Yes, you make some money. We need to, like, the details of the contract. How long is the contract? Are you going to be in mid-card purgatory again? And what me and you talked about off air is, like, I don't feel like Cody does this unless he has complete creative control and he's getting some of his dad's property back. Like, there's no way. There's no way that's not discussed. Yeah, creative control matters. And maybe getting back some of Dusty's property and concepts he came up with. But more importantly, I I need a damn no-cut clause. Like, I know Vince isn't big on them, according to reports, as in, like, almost nobody has it, but you can tell, like, Vince isn't going to wake up, or Nick Khan isn't going to wake up tomorrow, open up the book and be like, hey, Vince, we got to cut Roman. If it's going to be like, okay, go right ahead, kid. Like, hell no. Nah. Vince will be like, yo, I'll cut you literally and figuratively before you cut Roman. So how is Cody viewed? Because imagine Cody comes back. We get the summer of Cody. You get a good Mania feud, a good SummerSlam feud, and the next thing you know, snip, snip, bye-bye, Cody. Round, summer, round Survivor Series. Who looks like the dumbass now? Was it worth it? Was the bag big enough? That's the big question. If the is the bag big enough? Like, if you get back your dad's intellectual property and that stuff, is it worth everything else? Is it that important to you? And the I answer maybe yes. Family legacy point. And yeah, it's I think it's absolutely like the most significant thing for him. Because his family's legacy. I think that's think about how long it took for him just to get his last name back. The the fight for that. Yeah, and that's also going to be the thing. Are they going to bill him as Cody Rhodes? Like, I know, like, we know he's Cody Rhodes. And he made his name as Cody Rhodes in WWE, even though Rhodes wasn't technically his last name legally. Like, how much bad blood does Vince have in company? How petty is Trips feeling? Does Cody even go to the main roster? Does he go to NXT? Like, if this was the old NXT... I'd 100% say his ass would end up in NXT. Right. 
So. All I can say is it is absolutely WrestleMania season, and it's only going to get more exciting from here. Right? It's only, only going to be more fun. It seems like the road to WrestleMania just became interesting. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. Looking forward to see what's, what's going to happen here on out. Goddamn, Cody Rhodes is just taking over Twitter. Who'd have thunk it? A random Tuesday in February. Super Bowl, Valentine's Day, Cody Rhodes, AEW departure. In that order. (laughs) Yep. And then the fact that just maybe Kenny Omega might not be too wrong. Too far behind leaving. It's possible possible but if any of the four we got big saudi on saturday yeah but if any of the four were going to bounce everybody figured it'd be cody because he was always the outsider of the bunch that's true that's true there's some yeah definitely right about that so before we get out of here, anything anything positive? I feel like these endings have been flat lately. Like we're just high energy, good, happy, fun, and then we just come in like, uh, all right, let's just end this on a hmm. Well, yeah, it's Vengeance Day. I mean, I'm trying to think. We, we have ended kind of flat here lately. Obviously, Elimination Chamber is Saturday. I believe it starts at noon Pacific time. I could be wrong. It might start in the morning. I could be completely wrong. I think that. it's like 2 o'clock out east in my time. So, yeah. So, you want to run some quick predictions on it? Yeah, why not? Let's, let's, let's run it. Because Elimination Chamber is going to be the next big show. And... You're getting a return of Goldberg, getting a return of a few different acts, Alexa Bliss as well. One thing I'm kind of digging right now, after seeing Raw last night, is Becky Lynch's transformation. I can see her transforming to another character and kind of piggybacking off her husband when Seth was kind of in that loss, kind of haven't slept form when he before he took out Rey Mysterio and the the eye for an eye match that we all try to forget about. That's kind of <laughs> what it's looking like going to that dark place, which looks pretty cool. Now, um, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not too excited about the chamber matches themselves. Um, I don't know if that's because they feel like they're very predictable, meaning that either Bobby retains or. Brock is winning it. There's no other way around it. And I also hate that we have a lack of a surprise with just throwing Alexa Bliss in after one of her her um, therapist vignettes. I, I thought they could have at least just waited to the day of. But in the era of dirt sheets and leaks, I get it. 
So let's uh, let's run it. Let's see. Damn it! Okay. All right, I got it right here. Here we go. We'll start bottom up. Oh, okay. Let's see. Here we go. Ray Mysterio versus The Miz. You know what? I know Mysterio's the cover guy and all that. Great accolade. I'm gonna roll with The Miz here. I think you get some some more heat on him. Get him some. Get him booed out of Saudi, and that kind of helps keep his character relevant because he hasn't really been doing anything um, of note. I know he just had the big tag match with with Maurice against Edge and Beth, but to me, the Miz has felt kind of flat ever since they let go of John Morrison. Oh, definitely. And the Miz needs to win badly. So even though the Miz is one that can just keep losing, and it'll still be fine. But I'm going to give the Miz this one. Right. I'll give Miz that one, too. All right. So next up, we got Naomi. No, no, no. Hold on. No, I'm going to say that for a little bit. Drew Mack versus Mad Cap Moss Falls Count Anywhere. Ooh. Talk about a bathroom break. Um, <laughs> it's false count anywhere, so we'll go probably at least 15, 20. Um, too long? A little bit too long. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Corbin yeah, will be there's... lingering around somewhere. Could even cost him the match, but that this Drew McIntyre tormenting uh, madcap thing just for the likelihood of a Corbin versus McIntyre match at Mania. Ugh. Wolf. Yeah, I really don't want to see Corbin McIntyre at Mania, <laughs> but they want to keep McIntyre strong. McIntyre wins. Nobody really gives a damn about it. So, yeah. Speaking of things that nobody really gives a damn about, two thirds of the bloodline, the Usos against the Viking Raiders. You know what? This is a far cry from what the Viking Raiders were on the Raw brand. And once upon a time, we made fun of them for getting called up and immediately having their name changed to the Viking experience. And then they changed their name back to the Viking or to the Viking Raiders. All in all, the problem is being Vikings to begin with. They really should stay with the War Raiders tag. The best thing they've done since coming to the main roster, because they had a very forgettable tag run, was all of the Viking Prophets vignettes. That's the most memorable thing for them, because those were actually entertaining. No way they beat the Usos in Saudi. Viking Olympics? Yeah. Yeah. Some high bar, high bar dunking basketball. Good stuff. Everything else, not so much. Yeah, Usos win. There's no, really no reason to pull the belts off of them. And there's really nobody viable enough for me to believe can really take the belts off of them. So, Usos maintain. And we uh, keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. And we push it right into Daddy DeVille and Charlotte Flair. Against Naomi and Ronda Rousey. So, Sonya Deville has kind of worked her way into this angle by trying to attack Rousey. Rousey still looks like she's working herself back into ring shape. 
So Naomi would probably carry a large load in this match. Honestly, I'm just going to take Naomi and Rousey just to give, just to make it seem like there's a little bit more pressure on Charlotte come mania. I think that's what they'll end up doing. Uh, Naomi's taking a pin here. I'm sorry. As much as I hate to say it. Naomi's going to lose because Charlotte's damn sure isn't losing. Ronda's not losing. Ah, that leaves Daddy DeVille and, you know, she's going to throw the blazer on and be like, check oh, it on. Authority figure can't touch me. Naomi says something, turns around, she rips the jacket off, rolls her up, one, two, three. Just okay, to further so, push uh, this to Mania. Lines are tapped. So all of our listeners, I want you to send all your hate mail to Jesus. Florida and Jacob's address for not only picking that outcome, but for picking the black woman to get pinned in Black History Month. And hey, man, I ain't want to do it. I want you to send all that hate towards him, uh, underscore Jay Della, on social media. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't um, want to do it. Not touching that. Not touching that. I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Let's talk Raw Women's Championship. Becky versus Lita. Becky taking all one of her idols. Idols become rivals. That's the storyline here. And this is kind of confusing because this is could lead a, I mean, Becky Lynch has a 500 day title reign. Unless you have something big for her mania, you could run this back. Lita Zari saying she's in shape enough for another run. I can see Lita winning. It would be a moment. But when I saw Becky do that transition on Raw uh, last night, it seems like something seemed like something serious about to happen. We've got to get serious, and she's about to do something to really put Lita out to pasture. So, taking big time. Yeah, you remember that banger Trish and Charlotte had a few years back at Survivor Series? Right. Same thing here. This is just to put Becky up another notch, establish her. Lita's going to make her look like a million bucks. They're going to fuck around and make me think Lita can actually win it, only to rip my heart out. Big time Bex wins because the end goal and the big time is at Mania. No pun intended. Yep. And awaiting at Mania will be the winner of the Elimination Chamber match. Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, and the recently announced Alexa Bliss, who seemingly still has the fiendish character inside of her, even though the past several weeks has seen her kind of transition back to five feet of fury goddess character kind of but she's still carrying around on the doll so i don't know though don't, don't know what we're gonna see uh the money would be honestly the money would be bianca belair versus becky lynch so she actually gets her her full one-on-one at mania but something about alexa bliss being in this match makes me think that they're gonna go with her for some reason it's just that it's just that element of surprise right that's what i'm thinking but i'm gonna just say because it's just too obvious it just makes it it's the most sense i'm gonna go with you and just say that 
Bianca wins. She enters the chamber last, which historically is not a good thing. Right. I can even see Liv Morgan finally getting her moment as well. But God, please, no. Let's just leave that story where it is. Put it to bed. Let's just be done. But something about Bliss being in this position and everything they've done to try to erase her from the Fiend character. I, I just always think about that <clears throat> that Royal Rumble, I think a year ago or a couple years ago, where she started to transform and everybody jumped there just to eliminate her. They got to <laughs> build on that type of stuff because that's what makes the character who it is. Yeah, All right. They wasted no time to they're like, I, I'm, nope, nope. We ain't even finna let you. Nope. Yeah. So we both taking bliss. Um, got an over under for you. Okay. Universal championship match over or under five minutes. Ah, under. Under five. Okay, so we're getting <laughs> we're getting big meaty man bumping meat. Big Fast. meaty mump, man bumping meat. Car crash, baby. Train wreck. Goldberg, Roman Reigns. Now, I think I caught this on one of the last two pods, and <sighs> they were supposed to do this match a couple years ago, and then Roman had to dip because he um, had the bout with cancer. And I believe Goldberg ended up defeating Braun Strowman at the, the empty arena WrestleMania. Now, this is Goldberg's last match on contract. We don't know if he signed a new contract or not. I think a lot of wrestling fans would love to see Big E finally get his moment, even though it doesn't look like there's any plans for him. But if he were able to get his moment against his childhood idol and Goldberg and finally gets Goldberg match, I would love to say that. Needless to say, I don't see Goldberg being the guy just to come out of nowhere and just beat Roman Reigns and in his his uh, historic title reign. It just a lot of things don't make sense, but that would really not make sense. I mean, it didn't make sense when Goldberg beat Kevin Owens, but yeah, it shouldn't happen. So I'm with you. Roman wins. It's going to be a car crash. It's going to be good. But more importantly, Roman wins because we got to get to a certain match, which leads us to, which will probably be the main event of the night. No. Yeah, I feel like you put you you spend the big money to get these guys to come over here. Brock Lesnar's on the Babyface tour, um, doing Pat McAfee shows and others this week. So that's gonna be the main event because there's the most, I guess there's the most mystique into this elimination chamber match. Only because of the outcome, because you can possibly have Bobby Lashley have his own championship match, or then you're really doing champion versus champion at Mania, which for Jerry World, and I despise Cowboy fans or, or everywhere, it's marquee and it's a big deal. But like, do you really need that? Uh, yes and no. But more importantly, there's only three legitimate outcomes to this match. Three legitimate and one complete wild card and shocker. Your three legitimate outcomes. Bobby maintain, Bobby retains the belt. Brock wins. 
sets up champ versus champ title unification or Seth freaking Rollins wins. Because there was talk of Seth going into Mania as WWE champ. So. And that would actually be, and you know, that would actually be a funny wild card in the midst of all this Cody Rhodes news. I was going to say, and then there's that. And that's how they got there. It's like, yeah, Cody just shows up and, hey, you're in a title match. (laughs) Um, Wow. And, And. Honestly, if I was a betting man, I, I would say the odds of that are probably around. We're gonna do some standard math. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have forty percent chance. I'm gonna have forty percent chance of happening with Seth Rollins, but I, ah oh, man, Brock Lesnar is gonna challenge Roman Reigns regardless at WrestleMania, and and you know what's what's, what's even funnier is the out the like the outlook of that Brock Lesnar could be challenging. Uh, Goldberg, because <laughs> you can do that again if you really wanted to. But I, you know what? I'm just gonna pick my heart here. Bobby Lashley retains because, damn it, you're not gonna keep. <laughs> you're not just not gonna, gonna keep, keep playing taking, with your emotions. <laughs> yeah, we're not just gonna keep t- taking the belts off the black guys and right. and have given short, short short title reigns and stuff like that. We're not gonna keep doing that. So I'm gonna say Bobby Lashley retains. As far as who he faces at WrestleMania, I think that becomes more of an open field of things you can do there. And honestly, I thought we were going to get here with Goldberg wanting to kind of have his get back for Bobby Lashley putting his son in the hurt lock anyway. So I don't know how we just skipped over all that. It ain't important. All right. So you want to know my one outside of the box wild card is and I hate that I'm saying this on this allegedly always tap line. Woo, I can't believe it. Oh, Austin Theory leaves Saudi Arabia WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll do you one better, damn it. If I'm going to go there, I'm going to go all the way there. Austin Theory leaves Saudi WWE champion after pinning Brock Lesnar last. Wait. What? You heard me, damn it. <laughs> so, time out. <clears throat> I know we're trying to leave the pod with a little like flair here, but you're not. So you're saying, let me just get this straight. You're picking the least likely person to win. I'm saying more least likely than Riddle. And obviously, whatever Vince McMahon sees and Austin Theory he sees, but you're saying there's going to be repercussions from him going to Suplex City on Monday Night Raw and he going to win the title. Yeah, I said it. Wow. Um, before we get about here, I just want you to explain why. Explain why and explain how how we get to WrestleMania with Austin Theory is a champion then. So, you know that whole golden egg, red notice promo and how Vince is this hard on for Theory and it still is continued on? Sure. And the selfie bit? What's the ultimate payoff? Theory leaves champion. And if wrestling has taught us anything in all of our years of watching it, the person that goes over on the go-home show usually, usually means they taking that L. 
I know Brock is the exception to the rule, but weird shit has happened. Wow. I don't have any words right now. So I, all I can say is if this happens, you guys, I don't know what you got to do to get in contact with Jacob via social media or if you want me to put his phone number out in the atmosphere, but I want wow. him to start doing, um, I want him to start doing like smoke signals and readings and things like that and really start speaking to people's lives and telling them what they need to do to become rich. Cause that's, that's something. That's something. If that happens, all I know is if that happens, you know what, the text I'm going to get from if, you. <laughs> if that happens, I'll make the TikTok that night. I will drop whatever I'm doing and find whatever latest trend on TikTok, and I will emulate it. If that happens, because that is so beyond me. Yeah. That's All I know take. is if that happens, whatever t- that text I get from you, oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, wow Austin Theory and not even speaking of like how many people that would piss off but wow now who challenges Theory at Mania fuck it you can run back Finn I don't know who but hey you want to damn it you want to make a star and make a statement we all know Theory is the future pull the trigger and put him over on Brock while you're at it wow Wow. Do it. You're bad. Do it. Shoot the man. Pull the trigger. Pull it. Push the button like rush hour. Push the button, bitch. Push the button. Yeah, push the button. Push the button, Vince. Do it. Wow. Set the whole IWC on fire on a Saturday afternoon. That would be something. Not going to lie. That would be something. And I'm going to sit back like Luis from Paul's Burger in that meme where she's just laughing with the flames behind her. <laughs> Damn it, I'm here for chaos, so let's do it. Yeah, that's chaos for sure. But just remember, if it happens, yeah, you can't blame me. Nope, I will say nothing. I will just simply embrace your powers. Let's see how well my line is tapped. Wild stuff today. Wild stuff. Boom. And I feel like that's the perfect note to go home on. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been the We Got Next podcast with Jacob having a out of this world take. We gave you some Vengeance Day preview and predictions and even followed up with the Elimination Chamber and talked all things Cody Rhodes' departure from AEW. And we right. brought it to you in less than two weeks since our last exactly. show. And make sure you check out my appearance on Wrestling's Unplugged and Undeniable. The link will be in the show bio. Follow us on Twitter. I am at underscore Jay Dellison. All you hate mail to me when I write about predictions for better or worse. Make sure you follow Seth as well. He is at Seth underscore says at C-E-D-D underscore S-A-Y-S. Follow the show at underscore we got next. Next is spelled N-X-T. We only got a couple more of these left in the can, baby. We got a couple weeks left. We're going to finish strong. 
But until next time, I'm Jacob. That's it. We're out of here. We're out.